Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to Sharkpreneur. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Jake P. McAvoy of Conduct Law. JP is a corporate and commercial attorney over the last five years, he's led over 65 significant corporate and commercial transactions, totaling more than $80 million. JP, thanks so much for joining us. Great. Seth, thanks for having me on the show today. Uh, my pleasure. Special shout out to Robert Lehman, financial advisor who connected us. Let's go in your neck of the woods. Let's go back in time a little bit. What inspired you to go to law school in the first place? Huh, great question, Seth. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm one of those fortunate people that knew that I, what I wanted to do from a fairly early age. I recall being in... Uh, in grade six. I mean, I like being on my feet. I always thought I was going to be a courtroom lawyer. I remember being in grade six and uh, for one of those shadows day, one of those careers day uh, where typically you follow your parent around, right? My father was a banking by trade. And I think I kind of broke his heart when I said I wanted to be a lawyer and I was going to go knock on the door of the local lawyer, uh, to which I did. I went down and knocked on the door and said, can I follow you around for the day? It was interesting because that lawyer uh, was a business lawyer as I've become. And I watched him put together a couple of deals. He's done a big development uh, in, uh, in Canada. And uh, so I sort of followed him, continues to be a mentor to this day. And he kind of showed me the ropes. And I guess I've been uh, following along. I interestingly, after first year law school, I went back and knocked on that same lawyer's door again. And he, so I said, do you remember me? He kind of looked at me and said, uh, uh, a little worried. I think he may, maybe perhaps I was an illegitimate son or something. I, I explained I'd been there in grade six. Uh, and uh, he gave me a job uh, for the summer. And as I say, he's been a mentor to this day. That sort of was my path to get me into business law. That is absolutely incredible. I love that story. How did you, what do you like about commercial law? Because you could have easily interned with him, worked for him, and then said, I want to be a lawyer, but I want to practice in some area, other area. And you were certainly exposed to plenty in law school. What do you like about commercial litigation that kept you staying with it? Yeah, that's just it, right? I, uh, I thought I was going to be a courtroom litigator. I thought I'd be on my feet uh, arguing cases. I realized in very short order that, uh, you know, roughly 5% of cases actually ever see the light of a courtroom. Uh, I started working on deals. Uh, I was uh, fascinated by the deals my mentor was doing and watching him grow businesses, growing things that were actually becoming something as opposed to something settling or something being litigated and torn apart. And then uh, through university, I had the good fortune to live with, or I, I guess I became friends with uh, Elon Musk and Kimball Musk. And following their, uh, I guess, following them along as I was in law school, following along with them as they were creating the first companies, we began starting these companies together. So I became very interested in watching businesses grow and have had the good fortune to be involved in a number of companies that have really taken heart to build something that really lasts is what uh, has really inspired me. 
And then that's awesome. And when someone asks you what you do, how do you describe, yeah, what's your English layperson's definition, explanation of corporate and commercial law? Great. Uh, so two different things. I think corporate commercial law is, is uh, uh, building a corporation and then commercializing what the corporation is doing. What I do specifically is I work with a business owner or the business owners who are growing a company. So as I say, as a corporate commercial lawyer, my practice is focused on the owner managed business or the business owners and what they're looking to accomplish with their business. And I've helped them in doing that for some 20 years now. What are some examples of the types of things you're advising on? Uh, so great question. And for a business owner, they usually have an idea or a vision. They don't know how to bring it to fruition and certainly commercialize it. So the things I'm focused on are creating a structure for bringing that vision, uh, usually an, an incorporation or a form of incorporation. Uh, so a structure by which the entrepreneur can bring their, their, their vision to fruition and then steps to commercializing it in the best way, protecting the asset and then commercializing it the best way, depending on what the entrepreneur's goal is. Usually it's an exit of some form, making sure they've got a plan in place with the end sign and might. So that might, in that, that encompasses everything from, you know, forming a company to intellectual property law to um, commercial litigation and things of that nature. What are some of the things that have surprised you the most about what you're doing? That's a great summary of the types of things that I do see. What surprises me the most is the, the risk that people are prepared to take. The, uh, and it's usually for lack of preparation or lack of knowledge, frankly. But uh, I've seen many business owners completely exposed and sometimes robbed silly as a consequence. And so I, uh, I'm always surprised by the lack of protection people have put into place. Obviously, as I become involved, I start putting that protection in place from day one. And uh, I've been successful in doing that for companies and saving some of these companies that may have otherwise had their lunch handed to them. When you talk about protection, what does that mean? Uh, protection from liability uh, would, be the, would be the first thing. Uh, so if you know, something goes wrong, if something goes south, so certainly that protection from, uh, from liability at first instance, uh, that's obviously quite consequential or quite significant. But the bigger thing is to make sure that they uh, are being protected or being, are allowed to take advantage or allowed to capture the full, uh, uh, the full value of what they're actually doing. A successful entrepreneur can create vast value. Uh, and uh, sometimes you're working with somebody that's already sold everything beforehand, or they, they aren't able to realize the full potential, the full value for what they're doing. So yes, first liability one, but more importantly, to make sure they realize really the fruits of their labor. You talked about the lack of protection. What are some of the other biggest mistakes business owners are making? Preparation or preparedness. Uh, so uh, most business owners are flying by the seat of their pants. And I understandably so. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, trying to survive till the next day, uh, what a business owner needs to do. And uh, for those that have been in the trenches, they realize they need to take a step back. They need to pause. They need to take a, a planning day, if you will, or some time to work with their planners to make sure they put the, they're prepared. They put the proper steps in place. As I say, talk to your attorney early, early, early. As soon as you can in the process, they'll give you the right structure, the right foundation for building your business. And as I say, when they're not doing that, that's when I really see a lot of problems. How did uh, the millionaire's lawyer come about? <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Yeah, the millionaire's lawyer, obviously, as a corporate commercial lawyer with a busy uh, corporate commercial practice through conduct law, uh, keeps me busy my day during my daytime. 
I have had uh, numerous successful entrepreneurs that have wonderful stories to tell uh, and have uh, a lot that they can give back. I can do likewise. And I've uh, developed a millionaire's lawyer to do just that. I sort of was jokingly going to call it the billionaire's lawyer as I worked with a number of those, including, as I mentioned, Elon and Kimball Musk, but uh, I thought it was a little too exclusive. The millionaire's lawyer, likewise, for successful business owners who I think with the benefit of hindsight can give back and can make sure that people following their footsteps do not have to go through the same painful lessons they may have learned. Uh, and so it was born from that. A book has been published. A course has been done uh, under the same title. They say it's with a view to giving some of the knowledge or giving back some of the things that we've learned along the way so others can learn from them and hopefully take their own business and their own aspirations forward the same way. And then where do we go to consume The Millionaire's Lawyer? Uh, you can find it at the millionaire, millionaires.lawyer, if you wish, or simply look me up, J.P. McAvoy. Uh, I've got a website at jpmcavoy.com. So that's spelled J-P-M-C-A-V-O-Y.com, jpmcavoy.com. Awesome. And then what have been some, I mean, you have had, worked on so many significant transactions. Um, talk a little bit about how those clients are finding you. Uh, I think a, a lot of it's through word of mouth now, as you can imagine, in doing shows like this. I've uh, had quite a bit of media or been involved uh, in the media fairly heavily uh, as a consequence of some of the success and really more the success of these clients. Um, and so that's, that's a lot. You will also see uh, when, when there's deal flow, you'll see that the, the council has worked on different deals. One, uh, one group may look to see a lawyer that's put together another deal. Oftentimes I come up that way as well. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you're also a recipient of the Ottawa Business Journal 40 Under 40 Award from a number of years, from, from a few years ago. Uh, how did that come about? Uh, nominated, again, by virtue of some success. Uh, not surprisingly that uh, as success begets success, or one of those things that, uh, you know, sort of those, those little monikers that you, uh, uh, that you learn along the way is you get some momentum. And that certainly occurred with me. Uh, it was nice to be and happy to be recognized that way some time ago by the OBJ. With all the success you've had for your clients, what's your biggest challenge now? Oh, great question, isn't it? Uh, biggest challenge, time management would be certainly one of the big things that I struggle with. I think we all do. Uh, so I'm not saying that to, to uh, or it's not, that's not new for anybody, anybody here, but it seems like we get pinged and, you know, messaged and, you know, signaled and all these different ways from so many different uh, mediums. It strikes me as the biggest way is trying to manage those. I've got a great team that helps me do just that. And uh, I've learned to build a team that can help me manage some of the things that need to be done on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, talk about the relationship with uh, the you've created with Conduct Law. So Conduct Law is a is a business law firm uh, focused again on the owner management uh, managed business. Uh, it's uh, actually grown, or, or I guess a breakaway from a, a former firm that I was a partner at myself. So a group of us from uh, from that firm, the business minded folks that uh, were looking to do things across North America and beyond, uh, broke away from uh, from a larger firm to form Conduct Law to service, as I say, this very distinct client base. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Uh, I, what I like best is to look at the results at the, at the end of the day. Uh, I'm thrilled to be driving down the freeway and, and look uh, at the side of a building and uh, you know, see the name of a client's uh, company on the side of that building and know there's you know, 150 people working there. Uh, and I you know, can fondly recall the time when the business owner came in and said, you know, uh, you know, three or four of us have a great idea. We want to put this, this company together. So to say, I got a real thrill out of uh, watching companies grow and then ultimately succeed. You are a podcaster yourself. What other podcasts do you listen to? Uh, great question. I listen, uh, I do a lot of, uh, I'll call it uh, my own, uh, uh, my own thinking, my own growth on some of the podcasts that uh, leave space for thinking, uh, some uh, meditation, People like Tim Ferriss that are talking about different ways of doing things would be uh, popular shows for me to go to and consume myself. 
what do you like best about the podcasting medium for your show? I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now here, right, Seth? I mean, you know this as well. You've done, you've been doing this for years as we talked to, talked a bit offline just a, a moment ago. You meet people all over the world. Uh, you bond with them very quickly. These are, you know, now you and I are connected in this way. When we think of other people we can put in touch together, we can certainly do that. We're reaching a lot of people through this medium. There's no filter. We're able to touch people. People are able to listen to us and reach out. And as I say, we all grow as a consequence of that. I love them. I love the medium. I think there's a lot of growth for it. Absolutely. What are you doing in terms of getting the word out for your show and the course? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thanks. I mean, a big part of this and my team is, uh, is talked about getting on shows ju just as this. So thanks. Thanks to you and your team for, for bringing us on. Um, my team has me uh, spending a fair bit of time. As I say, I'm doing a fair bit of media right now. Uh, and so uh, again, you know, with that momentum that I discussed earlier is you work on a few deals or you do a couple of things with profile and others become interested. So uh, there's a, uh, I guess, frequent uh, uh, media invites or uh, reasons to comment on a certain matter that uh, seem to be getting a lot of traction or as I say, as a consequence of doing that, people look you up, they come uh, follow through and that's just, that's just kind of the way it works. That's great. You give advice every day. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Oh, wow. That's a great question, uh, Seth. Best advice I've ever gotten uh, is, I think going back to my mentor um, who, uh, you know, from those early days, um, he taught me that I mean, you, can really, you really can't do anything you put your mind to, and you just need to do it methodically. Uh, his big point, and he's, he's developed a vast properties, uh, and his point has been start with what you want to do and then break it down into manageable pieces. And uh, he just works on each of those things every day. He combines that uh, very methodically. And uh, so as I say, uh, the best piece of advice is day by day, think about moving whatever project you're working on forward. And he always combines that with physical health as well. He's a runner. I'm a runner. And uh, he would do a lot of his thinking and actually for some of his developments, as he would run through them, he would plan things out. And he just talked about how make sure you're moving everything forward every day and keep yourself in shape. He says, because very quickly you'll be looking to peers or colleagues, you know, people around your age and they look much, much older than you. So make sure you're doing that. Uh, to say on those two fronts, you've got to keep working day to day, moving your project forward and be happier and healthier as you do it. That is great advice for our folks watching or listening who want to learn more. Where is the best place for us to send them to learn more about you? Thanks, Seth, and thanks for having me on here today. Probably the best place is uh, jpmcavoy.com. So I'll put us back there again. It's jpmcavoy.com, J-P-M-C-A-V-O-Y.com. And just wanted to give a quick legal disclaimer. We are not giving any legal advice on this podcast. And JP is obviously licensed where he is. So if that's not where you are, make sure you seek appropriate counsel. Um, thanks again to Robert Lehman for connecting us. JP, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, thanks for having us. I look forward to the next time. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727 888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. 
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.